0: listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab episode 57. And today we're going to help you create a basic marketing funnel. So stay tuned. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Thursday Ask Sam and Tim edition. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and of course, alongside the wonderful Tim Hyde. How are you going, Tim?
1: I'm doing really well. Sam, how are you?
0: I'm doing super awesome. I'm loving that we're still kind of got the last throes of summer happening here down under.
1: Oh, just. It was actually a really hot day yesterday, so I was like, I need to jump in the pool again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like taking those last, last and rays of sunshine. We know what's coming, but it's still beautiful I can't
1: wait for winter. I'm going skiing.
0: Oh, whilst I love skiing, I hate winter, so... But skiing is fun. But today we're going to talk about implementing a basic marketing funnel into your business. That's Mm -hmm. what we're going to be chatting about. But before we do, we've got a question from Raymond, who is the CEO of New Mavericks. And he asks, what constitutes viral content? How do we know when our content's gone viral? Yeah,
1: that's a really good question, actually. And, And Raymond, thanks for sending sending it in because I think the, you know, we've been talking about copywriting the last few weeks and all of people have gone, I want to create viral content, I want to create viral content. And I know you and I have discussed this offline. We did. And uh, we, we both thought the first thing was not to try and create viral content, it was just yeah. content that's really valuable to your particular audience. But it still raises a good question, what is viral content? And the definition that that I came up with is content that is shared a second time, right? So to a second-tier network, right? So, Sam, if you were to create a piece of content that's so awesome that I go, I want to share it, and then someone shares that from my page or my channels to their networks, At that point, we've now reached viral content. And so it's being shared by people who are sharing it.
0: Nice. And I love that you mentioned that we don't want to create it for the sake of viral content because I often wonder, really, you know, I see it on social media all the time, people sharing cute cat videos or, you know, something else that's just seriously as ridiculous, whilst that's fun and whilst we all do share that from time to time because it is fun, it's not really positioning us as an authority. We really need to make sure that we do stay within our zone of genius. Otherwise, what's the point?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we, we you know, continually to come back and focus and advise people to focus on create content that's valuable to your network, mm-hmm. positions you as someone who can
0: Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. So, thanks for sending that in, Raymond. Really appreciate it, and hope that helped you all out. But today, implementing a basic marketing funnel into your business. So, Tim, why don't we start off? Like, what is um, for those that don't even know? What's a marketing funnel? How would you describe that?
1: Okay, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying, and and lots of people would have heard of funnels if you talked to a, a marketer at any time in the last two years, they will use this word funnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and marketers, you just have to take this with a grain of salt because one thing that marketers like myself are very, very good at is coming up with a new phrase to describe something that you've done for the rest of your life. <laughs> because what we know in marketing is that new sells. Uh huh. All right. So if we just kept using the same stuff over and over again, um, it wouldn't be as interesting. And you have to think about that in your business as well. If you keep calling mm. things the same thing, you know, new cells. Even just putting the words "Here's our new program" and people go, oh, "What's the new program?" I'm, I'm yes. Yes. <laughs> Sam, I know you've just renamed one of your programs. as I well. have. Yes. It is new, and so it regenerates interest. Okay. So the word funnel itself is a term that really just describes the customer journey that we take people on. Um, from they don't know who you are to they become a, an advocate and raving fan of your business. So it's really mm. describing. Marketing does not stop at the point of sale and it continues beyond that. We're going to talk about that more today, right? So when we think marketing funnel, think, think about the journey we take and we build relationships with people so they become long-term relationships and that's effectively what we're describing as a funnel. Yeah.
0: And I think, that, I think that's a really great – I'm just going to jump in because I think that's a, a great way to explain what a funnel is. It's a journey from getting someone to, under, to know who you are to turn into then a prospect, and then to turn into a customer, and then to turn into a raving fan and repeat customer.
1: That's right. And the, and the funnel, you know, analogy is actually quite a good one because you know, if if you picture a funnel in your mind right now, you know, it's very wide at the top where we're having you know, we're talking to lots and lots of people, and as we sort of come down into the funnel, it gets narrower and narrower, and we get more and more honed, and then you know, a few customers fall at the bottom, and, you know, hopefully into a they get cash. Mm-hmm. Throughout the funnel, we have holes where right? people are sort of leaping out of our funnel. Ideally, we're going to try and make it as cylindrical as possible so that everyone we're talking to becomes customers at the bottom.
0: Awesome. So, today, we're talking about how to implement a basic marketing funnel because funnels can be, be very complex. <laughs> Thank you. They can be very complex and I think that when they are, people that don't understand them shy away from them but there is it's just like learning to walk you know there is a first step and we can implement basic funnels into our business to start having people new new leads coming into our business so today we're talking about you know how to implement that first step to get something happening rather than nothing.
1: Well I think some analogies here Sam are really useful to try to describe it and the, the biggest problem that I see in most businesses make is we go from this awareness stage where our customers first becoming aware of what it is we do and who we are and go try and go straight to sale. And that's a really big mistake because we're only ever dealing with a very, very small portion of the market that is ready to buy from us right now.
0: So I've heard, I know that you mentioned on another episode, it's only about 3% of people that are ready to buy. And if you are talking about you know, you might only have a list of 500 people, then 3% isn't enough to sustain a business.
1: That's right. That's right. And, and, and you know, if we were to go into a bar right now, and you and I have been married for a while, I know you've been with Leon for just a little while now, but you've been in a relationship for a while, but if we were to go into, a, if, if we were single and we were to go into a bar and up to an attractive member of the opposite sex and say, you know what, I think the names for our six children on our first date, you know, when we go to our first date, we should come up with names for our kids. And actually, Dave, Sally, you know, Harrison, Thomas, Mary, and you know, Lou or something. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And and expecting to get a second date from that would be probably. <laughs> 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 and that's this example. We go straight from awareness to trying to you know do this close. Now there might be someone in that bar who's ready to have six kids and come up. Mm-hmm. With- but it's not because they're ready to buy from us, it's because they were just ready to buy and they've gone through a whole bunch of things with other people, through part of the journey with other people who haven't been able to deliver the outcome that they wanted to wanted to do. And look like a really great example. I put some new air conditioning and heating in my home a couple of years ago. And I think it eventually cost us twenty two or twenty-three thousand dollars. So it wasn't it wasn't a small purchase by any stretch of the end. Mm-hmm. And we had the first well, I think we bought from them a fifth tradesperson. Right. The first three Came in, you know, wasted an hour of our time, walked out, didn't quote the fourth one, came in and said it's going to be 22,000. We're like, awesome, we're going to buy from you because I just need it done. Yes. Cold. Um, I live in Canberra, which gets particularly cold in winter.
0: Ridiculously cold. (laughs)
1: Uh, And, you know, I said, just send me the, you know, send me the deposit slip or the bank account so I can pay the deposit and never sent it. And by the time the fifth one came around, this was like two or three months later.
0: Oh, wow.
1: My need to purchase was just so great that I was like, I don't care what the price is now. I'm like, I'm just going to give you. Just
0: get it done. Get it done. Yeah.
1: And often the people who are ready to purchase from straight away have gone through that journey with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, every time we advertise in the market, we raise the awareness that there's a problem that someone needs solved, not necessarily by us. Right. So we've got to understand these stages of intimacy in our journey. And if, if we make the mistake of going, buy my stuff and let's convert we're actually only closing a very very small percentage of the market that's ready right now
0: what i'm actually hearing you say and it's something that i want to point out is while we don't want to be asking people to buy from us uh necessarily straight away there are going to be people that do want to buy from us straight away so we do need to make sure that we're catering to all types of prospects or leads coming into our business
1: that's absolutely right and i think that's in this case, I'm stage four of my basic marketing funnel list. So let's jump into that.
0: I was just about to say, let's jump in. So what's the first step, Tim?
1: The first thing I think for, for any basic marketing funnel is really getting a real understanding of the target market and the transition that they want to create.
0: So when you're talking about transition, you're talking about the, the prospect, right?
1: The prospect here. Right? So if we look at our target market, and it's a great idea to go and survey your potential target market as well but really understand the pain point that they have that they want solved. Now, everybody has pain points, not necessarily the biggest pain point they have right now. Mm-hmm. Other things might get in the way, like you know, I know that my kid is going to come in shortly and ask me for food
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> because he's just turned 13 and he's going to ask for that. Know that's a big pain point for him, and I'm going to say, you know, no, James, later on. Right now, my biggest pain point is I've got to get this podcast done.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad,
1: (laughs) but you know, our our prospects have pain points, and unless the pain of and and they all want to make this transition to this point where they've got no pain, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our marketing is only the articulation of that transition between before state and after state, right? Between pain point and no pain point, right? And as long as the transition seems less painful than staying where they are, they'll often make the transition. And we've got to really understand what that part of the journey is.
0: Totally. Now, you did mention in their surveys, and I think that this is a really, really great way to understand what your prospects have. And I wanted to touch on this super quickly because I've seen so many people surveying random people on Facebook, family members asking people that were never going to buy from them. So I wanted to say very quickly here that make sure you survey the right people, i.e. the people that do have the problem that you're trying to solve or the people that do have the, the money to buy your product or the people that do want the service that you're offering because you can get led up the garden path with listening to answers from wrong people. So a really great way to do this is on even on sales calls with your prospective buyers or definitely, you know, if you're going to do the survey to the database, the people who have already opted into what you're selling. That's
1: right. And as long as they represent, you know, the kind of avatar that you want to attract. Totally. Unless you sell it to your mum. Your mum is not a good, you know, person to survey.
0: We love your mum, but no good for uh, sales, <laughs> sales questions.
1: <laughs> so the second part of your basic marketing funnel is, is to create a valuable resource that helps somebody start the journey that you want to take them in. Now, uh, for those sort of listeners of um, the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast, you'll hear us often you know, offer a resource at the end of the show. Right, So that's going to help people start the trend, start that journey. It's also going to start to demonstrate our expertise and create this idea that, you know, well, what else do you know? You've helped me this through this first couple of steps. You know, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? Mm. If we can so, help people, you know, make that, they're more likely to become, you know, into our, you know, into our funnel.
0: Totally. I was going to say, you may have heard that resource being called a lead magnet, a download, a freebie, all of those things. It's something that your prospect can download in exchange for your email address.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So step three is to promote that lead magnet through your
0: channels. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by channels, Tim?
1: So channels is how our customer discovers us. Now, if you've got a car, right, put your you know, QR code or your link to your lead magnet on your car. Um, stick it on your front page of your website, you know, front and centre, so that someone visiting your website grabs it um, if, you know, before they leave. If you're on a podcast, promote it on the podcast. If you've got strategic partners, ask them to share it with their networks um, put it front and centre on your social media sites. So, I pin it to the top of your pages. I put a link in the dis- in the description of what it is you do to your lead magnet. So, you know, if someone discovers you, they go, that looks interesting, and they'll grab it and they'll come into your world.
0: Excellent. Leave no stone unturned. That's right. Okay.
1: So, I put it everywhere. And you can have more than one, right? It doesn't have to be just one resource. Uh, it's a bit like going fishing, and everyone's driven past the guys who are sitting on the edge of the lake with you know, three, four, five fishing lines in the water. Mm-hmm. Which of those have slightly different bait, hoping that they're going to catch the bait.
0: Beautiful. So we've got a, uh, a valuable resource. We're promoting it through our channels. Fourth step is okay. to...
1: That's right. So the fourth step is to split those people who opt in for your resource uh, interest into two groups. And the first of those are people who are ready to buy right now Mm-hmm. And a really great strategy here is that on the thank you page for the download, you give somebody the opportunity to book in for a call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so if you're ready to, if you're ready for a chat right now, here's the link to my calendar. Book in for a call, or if you don't want to go to an online calendar, you could just put your phone number there or, or link to your contact form and say, "Hey, get in touch. i um, would love to see if we can help you." You do know, make the transition that we talked about right, of, right up front in our in our message. Uh-huh. Now, the second group of people, and this is the vast majority of people, right, these are buy later people, right? Now, we need to stick them into your CRM and nurture them. Right? Uh-huh. Just putting them into CRM and doing nothing, we're putting them into our CRM and we're using marketing automation to, to live, continue to deliver content and value and occasionally ask the question, you know, are you ready to buy from me yet? Uh-huh. But this is a really important step in your funnel because if you don't ask, you don't get.
0: And this is, I think, where the leaky, the leaky funnel syndrome comes and a lot of, you know, we've heard that. Is your, is your funnel leaking? Do you need to plug your funnel? And, they, and this is what we're actually talking about is are people slipping through that are actually wanting to hear from you that are potentially going to buy from you?
1: Yeah. So I had one just this morning. Um, a contact of mine I spoke to uh, probably... September last year so about six seven months ago now wasn't ready to buy at that stage and has just come back and said oh look we've been revisiting our CRM strategy mm-hmm. and you know we'd love to sort of you know catch up for a chat so we have now looking for a call to see if I you know to see if they're the right fit and I can help
0: yeah and I had one today too on LinkedIn someone that I'd been conversing with probably about two years ago and it's just suddenly come out and said hey like super hot can we have a call so, yeah, we definitely need to be nurturing these leads.
1: Right, and you need to keep putting them, keep, you know, keep in front of them so that when they are ready, when the pain point, you know, comes through the sort of list of priorities and it get to the top of the thing they need to solve right now, that you are Johnny on the spot. So, okay. Perfect. So the last point in your basic marketing funnel is to remember that marketing doesn't stop at the point of sale. I think this is a mistake, a big mistake that I see lots of people make. Yes. Um, I've made it myself before. Sam, I know you.
0: Oh, we all have.
1: (laughs) The marketing doesn't stop at the point of sale. We've got part of our onboarding experience with new customers is part of our marketing. Mm. Upsell is part of our marketing. Marketing Asking for referral is part of our marketing as well. We want to create not just attracting new leads and and, and plugging our leaks in our marketing funnel. We also want to create leverage in you know, making sure that our customers have an experience that they want to tell other people about, which then fills our leads bucket again.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Okay. So if we can get all five of those things right, and obviously, you know, as, as we talked about, as you talked about earlier, Sam, you, know, you can get quite complex with retargeting and, and all sorts of fun stuff as well. But if we can get those five basics, understanding your target market, creating a resource that helps them start the journey, promoting it through our channels, splitting people into buy now and buy later people, and continuing to nurture them and then remembering that our marketing doesn't stop at the point of sale, that we still need to onboard, upsell, and even, you know, resell and ask for a referral, then we've got effectively our basic marketing funnel mm. all ticking along very nicely.
0: So I've got a question for you, Tim. When you're creating a marketing funnel to make sure that you tick all of these things off, how do you do that? Do you draw this out old school analog with a you know a texture and a whiteboard or a or a piece of paper, or, you know, do you use software? I'd love you to share how you, how you do this.
1: Yeah, I use it a couple of different ways, I and mean, there's some really cool tools out there in the market that can sort of design your process flow from a, you know, if you're looking at a marketing automation perspective. Um, I've got a big whiteboard, just over here. Yep.
0: Uh, Me too, just over there.
1: <laughs> on my thing, but, you know, one of the things that, one of the, my programs that I'm doing is what I call my Million Dollar Marketing Machine, and I go through those three those stages, I and mean, leads, leaks, you know, and leverage. Um, and I look at, you know, uh, my genius model, mm-hmm. genius model as well, but it helps me sort of keep on track about what are the things that I need to be focusing on each stage through my funnel. Now it's got nine elements like yours does, you know, clarity channels, capture, searing, control, closing, leveraging communication, leveraging customers and leveraging points. Another tool I use, you know, my iPad, mm-hmm. pencil. It doesn't really matter what it is as long as you, you, you're going through each of the stages of intimacy and, and, you know, and our customer journey to go, I know that I need to do a bunch of activities to attract my client into my world. I know I do need sort of a bunch of stuff to educate and nurture them. I know I somehow need to move the contact out of my social media channels and, and just a sort of lurker in my world to someone I'm having a more intimate conversation with, like I'm exchanging phone numbers. Mm-hmm. I know I need to get to the point where I'm having a conversation, what like conversion conversation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily need to be a dollar transaction. Yes. I do either get them excited about my funnel. I know I need to somehow ascend them through my ladder, and as they're ascending, I just need to keep them excited. Right. I know I need to get testimonial and, and I know I need to move my customer eventually to the point where they're promoting me to feed the funnel of my funnel again. Yep. So if you're mapping that out, Right, and then looking at what are the what are the things, I, what are the activities I'm doing my marking in each particular stage. As soon as you notice you've got gaps, you go, I need to, I need to fill the holes. Otherwise, I'm not going to move as many people I want onto the next stage. of
0: Yep, beautiful. And the reason I asked is because it is something that I know that I did years and years ago was sort of start off trying to build it out online you know, on the website and I've seen a lot of people do that and you just end up going around in circles. So I asked you how you did it because I was really interested but I definitely map it out first on my iPad, drawing it out or on my white pad, drawing it out. So I'm really, really clear of all of the different pieces that I need to bring into that uh, that funnel to make sure that I make sure that I've, you know, I'm ticking all the boxes, that I'm getting it all in there.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm actually... <clears throat> Just on that, Sam. I was going to promote you know the lead the, the sorry resource, valuable <laughs> <A little> resource <laughs> um, today is, is actually called the sales machine, which sort of goes into this in a little more detail. But I might throw a bit of a bonus resource in this week mm-hmm. uh, and give people a little customer journey map.
0: Oh, lovely!
1: Okay, so that might be valuable as well. So um, we'll, we'll throw that in.
0: So, you can download that at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash sales machine and Tim will add the bonus in there as well.
1: Throw a bonus money for that. Um, If you just want the bonus, just go to customer journey, winmoreclients.com forward slash customer journey.
0: Okay. We've got it all happening. All happening. There we go. Bonuses. Love it, love it, love it. So what's your parting thoughts on funnels, Tim? Because it can be, it is such a big topic. You've broken it down into the simple steps. But what's the parting thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with today when they're thinking about creating a a marketing funnel for their business?
1: I think that's something you just have to constantly revisit. Mm It's not that you set and forget. You've got to constantly go back and revisit and add to it and refine and evolve it as you go.
0: Yes.
1: you know the business I had two years ago is not the business I have today. Yeah. You know the, the things that I was promoting and suggesting as the you know the, the way to do things. I now know more than I did two years ago. And and in your business, uh, it's the same. So you know keep going back, keep refining, keep evolving your funnel. Um, mm-hmm. look, at, look at your metrics. Look at what's working. you know, look at how many leads you bring into your world. Look at how many, what your conversion rate for those leads are. Um, and and we're sort of getting down into the sort of deeper level of measuring. You know your You'll, can, you'll funnel here, you know, some of the tools we've got like Infusionsoft Software Keep and I you know Sam, you're you're on Entreport. Yes. At the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to be a long moment. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll give you, you, know, we'll give you um, information on, you know, conversion rates, open rates for emails you know, and you can get really, really granular in terms of how effective your funnel is, right? But I would... Caution people to say that, you know, one is greater than zero. Mm. Nothing is better than nothing. So don't try to optimising. Just create something to start with. Get it up. Look at it. Let it run for a few months and then come back and tweak and play with it.
0: Totally. And just keep going because, you know, one marketing funnel isn't enough. Like you said, they do change. We do change our offerings and we do add to them. And it's about creating different channels for people to come in. Yeah, just get going. Get the first one up.
1: Just it's like that guy that's fishing, right? The more fishing lines you have in the water, the more fish that you can reel in.
0: Yeah, perfect. Lovely. Coming up next week, we're talking about how to price your services.
1: I love this episode. I'm so looking forward to it.
0: Me too because it's something that I grappled with years ago for a really, really long time. It's, uh, it's a tricky thing to price yourself enterprise services so looking forward to talking about that
1: you know still my wife when she first got into business did the same thing she was going to charge the client nine thousand dollars and at the last minute changed it to eight thousand she didn't think it was you know didn't think she could command that and then i suggested to her that the client she was sending this thing to had 250 staff and her and you know, fortnightly wages bill was probably close to a million dollars
0: uh-huh
1: thousand dollars might not have made much of a difference
0: i don't think so hey <laughs> but we've all been caught there we have all been caught okay. there. Well,
1: we're going to explore that next week i'm looking forward to it and of course if you've got any questions from today's episode don't forget to send them in um through the sam myself or just use the hashtag ask sam and tim absolutely
0: And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, hit the like, leave us a comment, share the video to anyone that you feel would get value from listening to us riffing here today or on whatever social platform you use, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, hit the share and share it out to the interwebs.
1: That's right. And hopefully they'll share as well and we'll go viral.
0: That would be great. That's what we want to do. We want to go viral. Help us out. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Thanks so much. And whether you're watching or whether you're listening, thanks so much for joining us in the Thought Leaders Business Lab today. See you next week. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favourite social account. Just head to SamanthaRiley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favourite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.